From Roebuck Bay to the Road Highway, got my ice mocker from Dome Cafe, the Super Pizza Florian, in a Lou Wanneroo and Esperance too, across Albany and the Gloucester Tree, with Katie Lamb and Andrew Wembley. From the greatest city in the world and across the mighty state of WA, it's time for Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. Now, apparently Danny Shuey, who's filling in today for Katie, has about an eight-minute ETA, mate. She's still there on the Mitchell Freeway trying Does to get into Triple M's Does she realise Triple studios? that this show started at four o'clock? Apparently. What's she been doing all day? I don't know. Her nails. Shaving that Her nails, she reckon, yeah, probably getting rid of that moustache. Anyway, <laughs> she's uh, on her way, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Katie Lamb, still a bit sick. Katie, back tomorrow. Hey, breaking news coming out of the Fremantle Dockers this afternoon. Captain Nat Fife, who's been in charge of that group for the past six years, has stepped down as captain. It's absolutely huge, isn't it? And I'm interested to know from your point of view, mate, um, having worked in or having played at an AFL club, yeah. what's the situation from here? Like, do they tell the players and the players vote for a new captain or does someone up from above choose a new captain? How Every does it club work? does it differently, but yeah. the majority of clubs, my understanding is that it's a player's vote. So we saw recently with the West Coast Eagles, it was a player's vote. The players voted in Luke Shuey to be their captain and a lot of yeah. clubs still doing that. I'm not sure what happens at the Fremantle Dockers, but obviously with Nat Fife and his injuries in the past few years and not been able to get on the paddock, it would have been something that he's been thinking about. And I think personally, I think the time's right. I think it's a really good decision with where Fremantle are going. He'll still play a really important role for them as an off-field leader. My understanding is that he has stepped down from all leadership roles at the football club, but nice, you know, right. no official role. But of course, he's uh, you know a very important uh, leader in that side, and he'll play the majority of his football inside forward fifty. But a great opportunity for some of those young kids to be able to step up. Have a listen to uh, Nat Fife speaking earlier. Last year was a challenging year for me individually, but a great year for the club, and it just started to pave the way for a potential transition. I. Um, was really transparent with the other leaders, Peter Bell, Justin Longmuir uh, and Garlo, in trying to get to a position where we could really swing off me stepping aside and the next captain coming through. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, that sort of came to a head where intuitively um, I knew and we knew that it was an exciting opportunity for the club um, for me to step aside and let someone else come through. Hey, Embers, it's a pretty good opportunity for the young guys at the Frio Dockers to have a guy who's not in the leadership group that well could be, and they can learn every single thing they need about being a captain of that club, can't they? That's right. Joel Selwood got thrown in the deep end really yeah. early, and uh, obviously his team got behind him. You don't actually have to be an old, experienced guy to be captain, and I think Fremantle have got a number of choices right there. But don't worry about what I think. Fremantle supporters, here's your moment. Yes. One triple three five three. We want to know what you think. Do you agree with Nat Five stepping down? And if so, who do you believe will be... Fremantle's next captain. One triple three five three. We want to know your thoughts, Freo supporters, right now. Oh my God! Look who's made an appearance in studio, <laughs> Danny Shuey. Welcome to oh, you. I heard what you were talking about. One triple three five three. Who's going to be Freo's next captain? I heard the question, guys. Yes, and I had to rush in here and. Uh, Give you my Who do you think Fremantle's next captain's going to be? Firstly, sorry that I was late. We'll tell, tell you about that later. Yeah, uh, and please don't invoice for two hours either. <laughs> I had a feeling someone was going to say docker pay. One now, hour, um, 34 minutes, I think it might be. <laughs> yes. Just quietly. <laughs> I think Frio's next captain might be, and you tell me what you think, Embers. Yes. 
Andy Brayshaw. I think Andy Brayshaw is certainly a very strong candidate. Let's go to the lines. Jamie from Wangara, a big Fremantle supporter. All right, Jamie, firstly, do you agree with Nat Five stepping down? Uh, no, not really. No? You thought uh, he should have stayed on for another year or so? I reckon he had it in him. Yeah, okay. So he's stepped down now. Who do you think Fremantle's next captain will be? Uh, I don't know. I reckon Caleb Sarong might do all right. Yeah, a lot of people have spoken about uh, Caleb Sarong yes. within the four walls of the football club as a, an outstanding young leader. I know Xavier Ellis is a big fan of him. Well, I asked that question to Jamie then because, yep. you know, like Luke stayed on as captain of West Coast. Yes, he and did. You, yep. Anyone that goes on social media sees people saying, you know, you want him actually playing to be captain. So yes. as a Frio fan, does that matter to you whether or not Fife is actually out there playing as captain? Uh, yes, it does. It sort of does. But the boys play better when he's not there, to be honest. Well, yeah, and that's the thing with him mm. this year. Obviously, there is a lot of talk that he will play inside Ford 50. He spent all the time there, and he actually said that in his press conference today that he's going to really focus on working with Jamie Graham and Michael Walters mm. you know, inside that sort of Ford line to make sure that he can play a really important role. So I wouldn't expect him to play a lot of football through the midfield this year. He'll let that go to guys like Alex, um, Caleb Sarong and Andy Brayshaw, etc. Obviously, Jay Gromira coming to the side. So, yeah, uh, certainly uh, something for Fremantle to work through, but I think they've got some good candidates. Uh, Brody, he's from Falcon, another big Fremantle supporter. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Broads? Um, I, I think Alex Pierce will be the next captain because um, when that five was injured, he stepped up as captain for that period. Yep, he absolutely did. Good observation as well. And that's not a bad one. Caleb Sarong, Alex Pierce, and who I said, Andy Brayshaw. I yeah. think they're three hot contenders. Well, this is what Fremantle do. Do they go for a more experienced player? Do they think maybe Caleb Sarong, Andy Brayshaw, not ready? And if so, as Brody said, Alex Pierce really stepped up and did a fine job mm. last year, well respected within the four walls of that football club, too. They rate him really highly. So do Fremantle go that way? Do they go joint captains? So, again,. This is something that uh, they'll have to work through, but without doubt, big news of the Fremantle Dockers today. Nat Fife, after six years in charge as captain of the Fremantle Dockers, has stepped down. It's huge, isn't it? And I reckon he's still going to be pretty good around that club. Well, they though. were hugely successful. Even people that, that Jamie before was saying, like, they do better without him, right? Mm. But he played a massive part off-field regardless as captain because he was still the captain of the club at the time. So yeah. I think he's a huge influence. And, and once have you thing... seen those pythons over the off-season? Him <laughs> in the oh, square? yes. My God, he's many clamping marks everywhere. Well, that's right. And Fremantle, you got to remember, you need to replace 30-odd goals from Rory Lobb this year. So where are they going to come from? Maybe it's in that five playing inside Ford 50. Danny? We've been giving you a bit of crap today, but you've actually yeah. been doing something interesting today. I have. Salvo. So I mentioned yesterday that yes. I've been doing this uh, four-wheel drive adventure show for yep, Channel 7, right? That. Season 3, it starts at the end of Feb. Now, with this show comes opportunities. And because I'm a little bit of a newbie to mm-hmm. big outdoor adventures, I've had to sort of do things like go out and get my four-wheel drive course, go abalone fishing for the first time. It's been, it's been awesome, nice right? Fun. Loving it. Yeah. One of these things I had to do was a four drive course with this guy called Richard, who Richard, Richard. is safety first, yeah. right? On your dick. So he Good was on just your on your dicko. Yep. Anyway, so he was very conservative with everything that we did on this course. And one of them was lower your tyre pressures because we're going out on the soft sand of course, out yep. near two rocks. And I didn't know until halfway through and I went, Richard, crap, here we go. I popped one of Luke's tyres. What you? Oh, so oh I popped it. So goodness. I just thought it had gone flat. So you from didn't. The uh, 
Yeah. You what? left a little bit too much air in there. Is that right? No, or? so I lowered them, I think, to 10, 15, 10 PSI, yeah. which is what they were meant to be. Yeah. But when Richard went to check them for me, he said, it's actually at zero. So you've popped you've popped the time. We found oh. the slit oh. there. Over a rock and or I something? Started, I think so, on the mm. inside of the time. And I started to sweat, right? I've said got you've never been a great driver. No, I've never been a great driver. <laughs> never been a four-wheel driver. And then I've gone and done this. And it's the brand new you, mind you, too, oh, that he's no, that is the no, apple of his no. eye. So we've had to plug it and I've had to get it back to Perth from Two Rocks. And I've been sweating on it. Like, I've got to tell Luke there's his plug in yeah. this tyre. So anyway, today, the reason why I was late was mm-hmm. out in Bibra Lake. I was getting him new tyres and wheels uh, to, to surprise him. Oh, so you oh. went out there today. Is that I went out there late? today and I didn't. So you were 30 uh, minutes late to traffic, go and do southbound. something for your husband when you knew that you actually had to be in at 4 o'clock. I didn't think I was going to be that late. but Priorities, I think I got, a little, got a little caught up chatting tyres with the boys. <laughs> what's best? You know, mud terrain, <laughs> old terrain. Yeah. And uh, anyway, you tell, give us four tyres. Four tyres <laughs> and they're, they're mud terrain, which means the shoeys oh. can go fully off. Road. Oh, wow. So watch this space because it's like Bear Grylls so on the steroids. the boys looked after you. They've looked after us. And I actually, they're brand spanking. He's, uh, anyway, I'm in the good books with the hubby, feeling good. Yeah, and, beauty. Uh, yes. Yeah, hey. yep, there you go. How many wives action? out there are going out just to get their hubby's new ties, yeah. by the way? Yeah, yeah. might be a I bit of just... shenanigans going on in the Stewie <laughs> household tonight, <laughs> eh? Hey, someone owes someone a favour. Oh, <laughs> ah. Anyway, apologies if I ever do get a chance to fill in, which now probably cooked it for being late. Uh, I'll be on time. All right, no worries. The mud shoeys, that could be your the Instagram mud, handles yeah, now. instead of the mad shoes. <laughs> I'm here all week, guys. Yeah. Sorry, Emma's, I'm stealing your dad jokes. (laughs) I like it, Robbie. Very good by you. Today, the Stevie Simpson Cup. um, You would have seen that all over West Coast Eagles social media. They've been doing this dog race down at Floriot there uh, since Simo came to the club. That's right. Yes, uh, named after uh, Stevie, well, Simo's dog yep, called Stevie. that's correct. So, um, now, have you heard the goss? I have heard a bit of the well, goss, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jamo, Callum Jamison's yep. uh, German Shepherd. What's its name? Barney. Barney. Yep, so he's won the 50-metre sprint. <laughs> the 50-metre so, sprint. For those people that aren't aware, so all the, the dogs basically come yeah. down, they get lined up, and when they say go, you let go of your dog and you Is run to the end. what you do when end. they say go? That's yes. exactly right. So, and yeah. AFLW girls were a part of That's it this correct. year as well. Correct. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a summary, guys. So, yep. Duggo, Liam Duggan, yep. he had Blue and Ziggy running in the race, so doubling his chances. He's got two dogs. Win. Yep. How, right. how did he go? Um, well, I'm not sure where he finished. They're still but running. Two yep, dogs keep going. Still Ziggy, running. Um, Ziggy went a little Amy, bit sort of zigzagged and uh, didn't go straight, so <laughs> Amy, he didn't win. Amy Schmitz from the AFLW team, her dog Ziggy ran second. That's Did pretty she? good. Pretty she? impressive. Two now, there's a rumour going around that Oscar Allen's dog, Lenny, a little shih tzu. Uh, you Does could take Oscar the first... Allen own a shih tzu? Well, you could take the first part of that word and sort of describe <laughs> what that dog is. Um, Oscar Allen's got a shih tzu. Apparently, he only just crossed the finish line 20 minutes ago. And uh, I've just got a text in here from someone saying that that is very reminiscent of um, Embers' 2K time trial back in the day. As, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Now, hey. Just quickly, I want to ask you first. Yes. Well, you got three dogs, haven't you? I got two. You got two dogs. Yes, two how'd dogs. How did your dogs go today? So Mar- Marley, our old girl, is yep. on three legs, lactating still, even though she's desexed and osteosarcoma diagnosis. So Marley so didn't go wasn't very well. Be going yep. there. Marley was tough. on the uh, on the sidelines at Floria Beach, supporting <laughs> her fellow <laughs> dogs. It's a bit of a touchy subject, <laughs> yep. but our dog Harvey, Ridgeback yep. Boxer, fit as anything. Yep. He's in his prime. We can't really have him around other dogs anymore. Oh, really? Mm. Since I was pregnant with Oliver in 2018. So this race, he was he was winning this race well before then. And now 
he he can't be a part of it anymore. Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I might actually get your husband to elaborate on that a little <laughs> bit more because I spoke to him earlier yeah. and I asked him about the day and he actually did a little press conference for us <laughs> post-race. <laughs> Have a listen to Luke Shui. went through a few off-field dramas and became a tad aggressive and so it's it's deemed unsafe to now have him around all the other dogs. For me, Harvey Harvey won't lose a fight, so I'd be up for a few um, pretty pretty hefty vet bills. You'll also take him down to a Stevie Simpson Cup event. Um, and we can't have any bloodshed at those things. So anyway, um, one Stevie Simpson Cup under the belt, and we're proud of that. Uh, but... Yeah, Harvey, Harvey's a parent scratching from here on in. <laughs> so we we really do hold on to that win from you many, do. many years yes. ago in our house. Anyway, yeah, so Harvey's retired from the Stevie Simpson Cup, but um, very cute. And the fair to say, out yes, the three-legged dog won't be winning any races any <laughs> time soon. Hey, she's not too bad. <laughs> oh, the poor thing. We were working together last year when Joel yep. Selwood retired. Yep. And he came out, uh, there was something I think Xavier sent him, sent him a video of his son saying That's well done. And right, he said, yes. at least you're not like Ollie Shuey swearing all the time, my son. Now, yeah. <laughs> Luke and I thought, well, okay, we'll put that aside because we've got a bit of work to do. We understand yep. that our little girl, Georgia, we thought, well, she's two. Yeah, we'll surely foster, she hasn't we'll, got any we'll um, bad words coming she, out of her mouth. Yeah, and <laughs> obviously we'll try, we'll focus on her because yep. Ollie's, Ollie's too far gone. He's too far language, gone. Right? Give up on Ollie. All right, he's four. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's focus on Georgia who's two. Let's we can focus save on Georgia. Her. And she's quite a sweet little yep. girl, quite innocent. And everyone that's around is like, God, she's a cracker. You're great kid. Yep. But recently she's sort of getting to that age now where they come into their own a bit like they know what they want and, mm. and they, they tell you too. So we were at a playground the other morning, the, f- the four of us, and yep. there was a lot of people there. It was busy morning because it was one of those cooler mornings, you know, because it's been quite hot lately. Yeah. And we're all standing around and Georgia sort of starts to get a little bit tired. And when she gets tired, she's been acting like a zombie. So she puts her arms up like this and kind of turns her face. <laughs> oh, no, she's being a zombie, which That's must cute. mean it's time yeah. to go. So Luke went to pick her up and distract her and she yep. sort of, you know, flung her arms out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be held, Danny. No, sure. no, no. And Luke looked at me as if to go, all right, I'm going to have to come up with something here. He said, come on, sweetie, let's go and have a look at the magpies. Yeah. So we picked her up. Yep. And they start walking off. And by this stage, people are looking at Luke because A, probably got recognised and B, you know, your daughter's cracking at not wanting to not wanting to leave the Fair playground enough. and she's Absolutely, clearly over time. Yeah. Luke goes, Georgia, look over there, sweetie. There's <clears> a magpie. Yeah. This sweet... Beautiful, beautiful little girl with her little curls Gives and her a little dress big that compliment she was wearing. To the magpie, I can imagine. Just goes no. F off, magpie. <laughs> she called the magpie F off. F off, magpie. Oh, brilliant. Go- magpie. At the top, oh. magpie. Oh, the top of her lungs. My goodness. No. What did, all, what did all the other parents well, around, did they hear? Well, Luke looked at me straight away and he instantly starts going red and I'm going red as well, going, no, 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 no. Just walk straight to the car. Walk straight to the car, <laughs> ignore it ever happened and let's just never, ever come back to this playground again. So this is where we're at at the moment and you've got teenagers now. So now, what... I understand that Eagle supporters have never really liked Magpie supporters, <laughs> but she's two. She right? gets it. She's, she's two. Early. Yeah. Hey, um, one, triple, three, five, three. What do the kids say? It's uh, because, you know what, your kids, they often say things like oh. what George has said that absolutely surprised you. Oh, yeah. I um, A few years ago, I uh, took uh, Lux and the rest of my kids um, to, uh, to visit my nana and a few of their aunties. You know, they're sort of quite, uh, they're quite old at the time. And anyway, they were sort of sitting down and uh, Lux came over with me and, uh, and said, um, you know, g'day, how are you going? They said, oh, hi, how are you? Um, you're Lux, aren't you? And Lux said, yeah, yeah. And they said, how old are you, Lux? And he said, oh, I'm eight. 
And they said, oh, great. And they said, you know, Lux, would you like to play AFL football one day like your dad? And he said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And uh, anyway, um, you know, these are 80-year-olds, 85-year-olds, um, you know, nannies yeah. and all aranies. And uh, <laughs> anyway, they said, you know what, Lux, one day we promise you when you play your first game, we're going to come watch you. And Lux right. turned to them all and said, Nah, nah, you'll all be dead by then. Oh, oh my! My goodness! One triple three five three. What do the kids say? Warwick from hey, Lockridge. Yeah, all right, Warwick, hey, tell us, mate. Uh, does this involve yourself or uh, one of your kids? It definitely involves one of my children. I was involved as well. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> had three kids. Still got three kids, by the way. Yeah. Eldest one was eight years of age. Constantly getting in trouble at school with this one particular boy always fighting. We got called into the school psychologist office. Yep. I was running late. <laughs> and by the time I got there, the wife and all the kids had already been to see the psychologist. Okay. Sure. Yep. Yep, yep. Anyhow, so I rocked in late. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> well, unbeknownst to me, yeah. but, uh, the psychologist asked my son to draw a picture of his family. So he drew, went up to the blackboard and drew a yep. picture of me, big head, Stick, stick, <laughs> oh, stick no. body, little yeah. head on him, little stick body on him, and him reaching up and holding my hand. How lovely! Uh, yeah, I've tu- I've turned up. Didn't know any of this. I've turned up. Yeah, knocked on the door. Was invited inside to the psychologist's office. Yeah, and then the psychologist asked my wife and other kids to leave. I've gone. Oh, this is very odd. Yeah. Okay. So sit down, and the psychologist points to the picture on the board, and said, um, "I think your son has some father issues here." Um, I've asked him to draw a picture of the family, and he's only drawn you as a patriarch of the family. You must be very dominant, which is why he's playing up at school. Mm, okay. And I'm starting to shrink. I'm going, yeah. oh, wow, this, is, this isn't supposed to be about this me. Heavy, yeah, yeah. Heavy Yeah. My son turns around and says to the psychologist, nah, you've already met my mum and my other two brothers and sisters. There was no need to draw them. I was, you asked me to draw a picture of my family. <laughs> oh. Oh. That, you know, Warwick, your kid's going to grow up to be a very intelligent young boy. Smarter than the psychologist. Yeah. Thanks for the call, yeah. Warwick. Hey, good one. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, Christine from Oakford is on the line. All right, Christine, tell us. What do the kids say? Hi. Um, we've got family in Queensland. My husband's um, family are all over there, and we went to visit his father's grave, and the kids never met him because he passed away before they were born. Yep. Um. And we were at the cemetery and um, his brother had said, oh, this is, he's bought the plot next door. And he said, this is where I'm going to be when I die. Mm-hmm. And my daughter goes, well, when's that going to be? Are you going to hurry up? Because then I can come put flowers on you. Like, How old uh, was your daughter when she made that joke? About six. Oh, <laughs> you know what? But the thing is, kids that are, makes sense they to are them. so completely honest. Yeah. yeah. So she's thinking she's doing a good thing. Yeah. You know, no, I put no, no. flowers. Well, I put flowers just, <laughs> yeah. you know, not when you die. I'd love to come visit yeah, you while yeah. you're underground. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh, Christine. Really good call. Yes. Maybe a little bit inappropriate, but uh, she's six <laughs> and she's learning. Hey, what's your thoughts on picking up dog poo, your own dog's dog poo, mm-hmm. and putting it into someone else's bin? Well, if you've got to do it and it's the closest bin nearby, you do it. That's well, what a bin's for. Okay. So uh, Sorrento uh, Community Group, right? This was posted today. Oh. I'm going to read it out to you. So I just got abused by a lady for putting my dog poo bag in her bin that had paper in the bottom and that rubbish was yet to be collected. It's disappointing that someone in our community 
thinks it's okay to scream at someone from their front yard and how disgusting they are for doing the right thing by picking up their own dog poo. What do you think? Even if you don't want the dog poo in your bin, there is a way for being civil and and asking others to do it nicely. Okay, so she's fired up about the way the woman cracked it at her. Yes, absolutely. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are really easy. Yeah. Really, really simple. Okay, Mm. firstly, I am reluctant to do it, but it's really simple. If the bin is empty, I don't do it. If the bin is full, I'm happy to put it in there. Why? Well, what difference does it make? Because if the bin's full, it's going to get picked up in the next oh, sometime that day. Oh, you're saying it doesn't sit there right? for a week. But if the bin's empty, then obviously that dog poo's going to sit in that bin for seven uh, days. Okay. Mm. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't think it would bother me. And I've quite often opened my red bin and I've seen that someone's walked past and put a dog poo bag in there. It's in a bag. Yes. But you're right. Quite often the bin is... Almost full and ready to be picked up. I'd love to actually know um, what our listeners think. Uh, one triple three five three. Yeah. Dog poo in bins. Yeah. Let's just throw it out there to them. Do, is it okay to do? Do you do it? Do you? Mm. If someone did it to your bin, would you say something? Mm. Do you know? I quite often like I've had license from my neighbours that if our red bin is full, I can use theirs. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I have no option. Yes. I'm sorry if any of them are listening, but to <laughs> take out Marley and Harvey's And you know what? Sometimes your bins do mm. get filled up really quickly. Like yeah. We've got three bins at home. Okay. Most people yeah. got three bins. Is that right now? Oh, it sounds about right. Recycle, yeah, green recycle, and yeah. landfill. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So um, Katie, my wife, Katie, her folks are building at the moment. So uh, they've knocked their house down. So I've gone and grabbed their three bins. So we've got <laughs> six bins at our house that we use. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm sure a few of the neighbours are sharing our bin as well because, yeah. uh, you know, your bins do get filled up pretty quickly. But yeah. uh, 13353, is it okay to put dog poo yeah, yeah, I in like someone this. else's bin? Hey, the only issue I've had with bins in the past, though, because you know how the garbage man won't actually pick up your bin if it's overflowing? Mm-hmm. So we've had people come and put bags in the bin yes. and it's been overflowing uh, and then okay. the garbo didn't take it because yeah. they said we'd been breaking the rules. On. That's yeah. not on. Yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, that's my bin problem. All right. Guys, uh, very well done today. And Danny, yes. thank you for filling in no, once again. No, yes. thank you. Thanks hey, for coming in for half the show. Yes. Half what the time show. did you arrive today for those people Four, that just tuned in? 4.22, I reckon I got here. I was doing a good deed for the husband. Right it down. Now. now, I need to tell you something because yep. there's a bit of a public, bit of a community service announcement that I want to put out there. There's yeah, okay. a lot coming up in Perth. This weekend, the UFC's on, the yes. Chili Peppers are on. I think there's yep. a festival going on down in Frio. Perth Wildcats are playing on Thursday night right. in an elimination final. Correct. So a lot of opportunities to be out there buying tickets to things. And yep. you would have thought by now that companies are on top of scammers, right? Like yep. all these big ticketing companies. It's still mm. happening. But it's still happening. Yeah. And I sort of hadn't heard about it for a long time with tickets. And then on Saturday night, I was at the Scorchers emceeing yes, the, the you final. Were. And I got a message from a mate. Now, I probably should give you the background. Yep. Embers, you know who I'm talking about, I do, all right? Yep. He's a, a, a friend that used to work here at, yep. at Triple M and he sort of gets sucked in a little bit. He always looks for a, <laughs> look, looks for a freebie. He's very entrepreneurial. If he sees an opportunity yeah. straight away, he grabs that and he puts it on Gumtree. So, Old Subaru, his name is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now, very I, much so. Like Robbie, you know the one. Now, yeah. I would have thought with the Scorchers tickets, he went, well, I'm not going to pay full price. I'll see where else... They are, or he genuine, genuinely did miss out, right? Yeah. When they or went or he on can sale. go to a particular mm. site where he thinks, you know what, these sound a little bit cheap. I'll go and get yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he got <laughs> stuck, didn't he? So I got a text halfway through the first innings. <laughs> yeah. Hey Dan, sorry to bother you because I know you're working, yeah. but I uh, just tried to get into the game, 
And I bought three tickets with my mates and we've oh, been scammed. no, he's been scammed. <laughs> and he's like, only chance you can run out a couple of vouchers and a couple of tickets for me. And I said, mate, I'm working. Try. Uh, yeah, hang but on. Who do you think I am? Is that not a bit stiff? Like, yes. you, rough. you cannot trust anything other than these official sites that I are selling I totally agree. get anything but the officials these days because yeah. it, it's, it's too, too, it's too, too much easy to get scammed. Yeah. Mm. I just it's, wanted to put that out there because there is a bit going on this weekend and, you know, like UFC is a hard ticket to come by. Yeah. So if you see someone out there selling it, just double check. Yes. Before you lose your moolah. Yeah. It's a good call. Um, so just recently, like I haven't been scammed, but uh, I thought that I got scammed, <laughs> right? So I had a look mm. at um, some of my, uh, um, my Uber Eats account, right? And I do eat a lot of Uber Eats, right? Yeah. But I noticed that there was, and I counted it all up, around $643 <sighs> worth of Hungry Jacks being taken out of my Uber Eats. That's a lot of Whoppers. And I'm thinking, hang on, hang on. I don't eat Hungry Jacks. It can't what be me. So I said to my wife, there? Caitlin, I said, what's going on? She goes, well, I've got no idea. Anyway, I did some digging. Yeah. Right, and I realised, yes, I'd been scammed <laughs> by my own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she had accidentally, when I spoke to her, awesome. taken my CC details. Yeah. Right, and she'd been using them, but then she forgot to delete them. Right, you don't and feed she her. was hanging out with all her mates, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, having sleepovers and there's 43. <laughs> You've been here for six months. Hey, I'll shout you all, Lou Breeds, because oh Dad's paying. No goodness. worries. Have yeah. some hate shape. So, so uh, you only got done for 600 bucks, mate. Fair to say that uh, she has uh, got 12 months of doing a lot of chores at home <laughs> to be paying back that money to me. Well, that, that won't happen again. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's good. Watch gold. out for your own kids scamming you too. Oh, no, you wouldn't believe it. Don't worry about those guys over there in Nigeria, all right? All uh, right. It's your own kids that you have to watch out for. Hey, uh, thanks very much for coming in. One enjoy and a half days. Enjoy the rest of the, rest of the week. <laughs> Katie Lamb, back tomorrow. Well done. For a full day. See you anytime. And as she says, <laughs> same show, a little bit different tomorrow. Good on you, Danny. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Dan. It's the end of the world as we know it. 92.9 Triple M Rush Hour with Embers and Katie.